Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. The Growing in Grace podcast, growingingrace.org, is the, the main website. But who uses websites anymore these days? Um, <laughs> just use your favorite podcasting app, and, and we're there too. Uh, I think what the website is helpful for that maybe you you can't necessarily. I don't know if you can do this on a podcasting app or not, but there is a search feature there on the website where you can type in a word or a phrase or whatever, and and just see if there's something we've talked about that you might find an episode or more on that. Um, that might be helpful to you. So again, growingandgrace.org, and then um, all the past podcast episodes are also uh, archived on that page too. I'm Joel Brzezinski, along with this guy, Mike Kapler. Joel, let's talk about something different than what we usually talk about, because what is it we usually talk about? Well, in a word, it's grace, right? Grace. Well, Today we're going to do something different. We're going to talk about the whole counsel of God. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> that's a phrase that's in the Bible, uh, Acts chapter 20. Paul used it. We'll get into that today. What will be interesting, I think, as we kind of hash this out here a little bit, is that the whole counsel of God really is the gospel of grace. Yes. Now, when people hear that phrase, the whole counsel of God, I wonder what people listening right now, I wonder what, what pops into their mind when you think of the, well, yeah, because he, what Paul said is, I did not shrink or I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. I, I haven't done that. I, I have not shied away from sharing with you the, the whole counsel of God. And so I think depending on your mindset, your background, your assumptions out there about things related to the gospel, related to the Bible, depending on what those are, depending upon your per perspective, what you think the whole counsel of God is may be very different from what somebody else thinks, because the closest we can find to defining what the whole counsel of God is, is something that Paul said a few verses before this in the book of Acts, chapter 20, verse 24. He's talking to some people um, from the leaders of a church where he's at at that time. As he's getting ready to head to Jerusalem, and he knows that Jerusalem is going to be, going there is going to be the beginning of the end. He's going to have all kinds of afflictions and persecutions and, and ultimately maybe the end of his life. And so he's telling these people who he's maybe met with before and communicated with uh, through writing or whatever, um, he's telling them this is probably the last time we're going to see each other face to face. Um, and so he's, he's talking to them. And he knows that chains and tribulations await him. And he says in verse 24 of Acts 20, none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy. And the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. So did you catch that? Uh, I, I received from the Lord Jesus this ministry to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. So he summed it up right there. 
And then he goes on to say, indeed, now I know that all of you among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom will see my face no, no more. Therefore, I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all men, for I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. And so there's that phrase, Joel. It, it trips people up sometimes because we grace renegades. All we <laughs> want to talk about is grace. It's unbalanced. And you got to be able to balance this out with a whole bunch of other stuff. What they really mean is works. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, you got to give people the whole counsel of God. Well, <laughs> what people think the whole counsel of God is may be something entirely different from what it really is. As Paul alluded to, it's really, it, it all revolves around the gospel of grace. Yeah. I mean, even going back to. A few, a few verses before that where he's talking about, uh, he's telling them how the from the first day that I came to Asia, verse 18, the manner I always lived among you, serving the Lord with all humility, with many tears and trials, which happened to me by the plotting of the Jews, how I kept back nothing that was helpful, but proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly from house to house, testifying to Jews and to Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. And then what you brought up there, testifying to the gospel of the grace of God, that's what Paul's ministry was. You'll see that even in Ephesians 2 and 3, he talks about his ministry to the Gentiles and how it was the message that he was given. The stewardship that he was given was to preach the gospel Uh he preached the gospel of the grace of God to both Jews and to Gentiles. That was his mission. That was what he was doing this whole time, throughout his whole entire ministry. He even told, I think it's interesting, too, that when people talk about, um, people will bring up 2 Timothy 3.16, all scriptures given by inspiration of God and profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Right before that, Paul tells Timothy, you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Jesus Christ, through faith which is in Christ Jesus. So those are the inspired scriptures that he's talking about. And the highlight, the focus is that they are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Jesus Christ. And so... Even when Paul was talking to Timothy about what was important, it was the scriptures that are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. That's the gospel, the gospel of grace. And so people will come along, like you say, well, you're preaching all this grace, and you need to, you need to balance it out and, like you say, add works, and uh, they'll have, add all kinds of conditions. And a lot of it has to do with the Old Testament and even a legalistic view of the New Testament, like the writings of Paul, where he gives exhortations and admonitions of, of how to live. And really, those are, are things that are, indeed, they're admonitions. They're not laws. They're not rules that we have to live by. The main thing, the important thing, is that we know the gospel of grace, and we can learn about our identity in Christ. And, and through that, through knowing who we are, these things will play out in our lives. But again, they're not rules or laws or things that we have to live by. But yeah, I think it's interesting that when we talk about the whole counsel of God, 
we don't look at what Paul was really talking about there in Acts 20. I think that's pretty um, important, what you've uh, brought out of that, Cap. Well, and, and you know, obviously this was something that was said in, in, in the book of Acts, where the life of Paul is, is partly in the spotlight, along with some other people. But in this passage, it's it's talking about Paul dealing with people and, and what was to come, and, and he's letting them know some things. But we also have Paul's letters that were written to churches as to the, the whole counsel of God. <laughs> and when when you look at what Paul was primarily communicating to those churches in, in his letters was abandoning a ministry of law and works and transferring into a, a ministry of, of, of grace that brings righteousness, grace through faith, faith in Christ. Whereas the old way was not of faith, as as he wrote to the Galatians. So there was this uh, contrast of this is how it was, and this is how it is. I know that sounds very black and white, but that's the gist of it. We bring up all kinds of other things. We just love to do this because we think grace is just a topic. We just think it's a topic Mm. out of hundreds and thousands of other topics in in the Bible, even just in the New Testament. Uh, and so we've got all these different things that we've got to do sermons on. Three-point sermons, get your point across, tie it into whatever practicality in our lives today that we need to do when really there's, there, you know, we're flying the plane too high. You ever, be, you ever get in an airplane and you're at 30,000 feet? You see a lot, but you don't really see much of what's going on down below you, do you? Right. Uh, so I think just coming a little bit closer to what Paul is saying here and getting a really good view, you don't even need binoculars for this, just realize that there is a, a ministry that brought death and condemnation. It was a ministry of people trying to establish their own righteousness, and it wasn't probably even even just limited to the Jews. I mean, most of the world right. out there was probably trying to find God in some way, shape, or form, and it was probably related to what they did. And so... Uh, I mean, we talk a lot about the Jews for obvious reasons, but there was 99% of the rest of the world who were also uh, believed in God or gods or were trying to, you know, find the way to get to their creator. Uh, it's never really changed. I, I find it interesting, Joel, uh, later on, we were in Acts 20 here, uh, this whole council of God thing, but a little bit later on in Acts 28, toward the end of the book, Paul was under house arrest, if you will. He was in some sort of a house or a rental or or someplace, and he called for the Jews, trying to make a long story short here, he called for the leaders of the Jews to come to him so that he could communicate with them about some things, including the gospel. And he, he wanted them to know, he said, brothers, though I have done nothing against our people or the customs of our fathers, I was delivered as a prisoner from Jerusalem into the hands of the Romans, and he starts this conversation with them. And for this reason, I have asked to see you and speak with you, since it is because of the hope of Israel that I'm wearing this chain. And these Jewish leaders said to him, well, you know, we have received no letters from Judea about you, and none of the brothers coming here has reported or spoken any evil about you. But we desire to hear, these are the Jewish people talking now, and it's not clear if these were unsaved Jews who uh, adhered 
strictly to the law and didn't believe in Jesus, or if they were believers in Jesus who still uh, held to the law. It's not real clear, but they said to Paul, we desire to hear from you what your views are, for with regard to this sect, we know that everywhere it is being spoken against. So it seems like maybe they, they weren't persuaded that Jesus was the Christ, the sect known as the way sometimes where, you know, Jewish people and Gentiles were coming into this this faith and this belief in Jesus Christ. So they arranged a day in uh, Acts 28, 23, they, they appointed a day for him and they came to where he was lodging in greater numbers than what they had originally had. And from morning until evening, Paul expounded to them testifying to the kingdom of God and trying to convince them about Jesus, both from the law of Moses and from the prophets. So he was using, of course, those old covenant scriptures that they would have been familiar with to convince them that Jesus was the Messiah, the Savior. Some were convinced by what he said. Others disbelieved and and disagreeing among themselves. They departed after Paul kind of railed on them about uh, what the Holy Spirit said about them in the Old Testament scriptures. I say all of this, Joel, because ultimately the whole counsel of God that we referred to as the gospel of grace in, in Acts 20, I think here in Acts 28 we can take it a, just a one step further and, and explain that when, when Paul was trying to convince these Jewish people about the gospel, he was really trying to convince them about Jesus, the Bible says here. Jesus is grace, and to try and come up with anything other than that deviates from the truth of this gospel, of this good news. Yeah, and just continuing on in Acts 28, at the end, then Paul dwelt two whole years in his own rented house and received all who came to him, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching the things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ, with all confidence, no one forbidding him. Well, Paul, you've got to balance that out, though, <laughs> dude. You've got to get some law in there. You've got to tell them how to live. you got to tell them, you got to, uh, no. He, it just says uh, he was preaching the kingdom of God and teaching the things which concerned the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no one forbidding him. That was Paul's message. That was the whole counsel of God that Paul was preaching. It had to do with Christ. It had to do with the finished work of Christ. It had to do with his death. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 15, he spends a whole chapter writing about the resurrection of Jesus Christ and how important that is. And he says that, it, well, there's so much he says about this, but if, if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. He, he doesn't say, well, you need to mix some law in you need to balance this message out of christ's resurrection with some other things no it's just if christ is not risen your faith is futile you're still in your sins because the whole point was about jesus and his resurrection there were people who did not believe that jesus well there were people who didn't believe in resurrection in the first place that there couldn't ever be such a thing as a resurrection of the dead and so they didn't believe that jesus had been risen and so this basically this whole chapter of first corinthians 15 was based upon the, the reality and the truth of Christ being raised from the dead. But Paul didn't try to balance that out with something else, with anything else. It was all about Jesus. It was all about his death and his being resurrected from the dead. That's really what the gospel message is. And that's so uh, when we're preaching grace, that's grace. You know, the fact that God raises people from the dead 
um, that he first raised Christ from the dead and that we join him in his resurrection, that's God's grace. And that's the message of grace. There's nothing that we can balance that out with. There are other things that we can talk about, sure. We can encourage each other in various aspects of this daily living in Christ, but it's really uh, the the message really is Jesus and and the, this gospel, the good news that came about through Christ's death and resurrection. So there you have it. I mean, some might say, well, he he talked grace when it came to getting people saved, but then once people got saved, he would give them the whole counsel of God. Here's the <laughs> thing about that. Nobody can really specifically tell you what they think. I mean, specifically tell you what they think is the whole counsel of God. <laughs> Not from a biblical perspective, anyway. Uh, so let's kind of throw that out the window, because even then, even people who get saved, even those who are growing in their knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, are growing in grace, as as Peter said. So it, it's, it's still all related to uh, grace personified. That's the person of Jesus Christ. Everything revolves uh, around that. And it's, it was such a departure from what these Jewish people that Paul was trying to convince, such a departure from what they were clinging to or from what they had believed and the tr- traditions that they had, had held on to. It was such a departure from that. And, and that's why it was so difficult for some of these people to, to jump on board which is why Paul was trying to use those those old covenant scriptures of the law and the prophets, probably the Psalms, the things that Jesus fulfilled to show them that this was the plan all along. It was Jesus Christ. And we can go down a lot of rabbit trails, sure. Some of them might be more beneficial than others, kind of like what you were talking about, Joel, but ultimately we're better off staying on the, the narrow road. And that narrow road, that narrow gate is Jesus Christ himself. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.